Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the LaughSpin podcast. I am Mike with Dylan Godino from LaughSpin.com. Hey, pal. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm fantastic, dude. Are you I'm, really? Yeah, I'm having a good week. Started my new job. I'm I'm employed. I'm loving life. Wait, you have you have a new job? Yeah. Well, I'm officially full time now. I was like part time. Oh, I was like part time my job. Yeah. So Congratulations, I'm buddy. Thanks, dude. I'm I'm uh, I'm really really psyched. It's got a, a lot of potential. So between yeah. that job and this job. You'll probably be making about a quarter mil this year. Uh, that's yeah. I think it'll put me over there. I think it'll <laughs> put me over that. I am a one percenter. You're sir. gonna have to start hiding your money, dude. <laughs> I am. I'll do it like Oprah, and I'll just give it all away. That's a that's, good idea. That's how she hides it. <laughs> uh, so what's going on with you, man? I wanted to kick things off today. Last week, we talked about the uh, the 21 and over contest we were running. Oh, yes. 21 and over, of course, is a, a movie that may or may not still be in the theaters by the time you listen to this. I, I, don't, know how sure, I don't know how well it's doing in the theaters, mm. but uh, it's basically like The Hangover, except for uh, younger people. Right. So whoever wins, and the winner will be on, on LaughSpin.com this week. Whoever wins is going to win this big prize pack from uh, 21 and over. It's basically party-themed, getting-drunk-themed pr- yeah. prize pack. It's an uh, ice illusion there, if I remember correctly. There is. There is. Oh. Whatever. I, I hope. And I don't actually have uh, the people, you know, the marketing company running the contest has the prize pack. So I don't, I don't have it in front of me. So I don't even know what the ice illusion looks like. Right. Uh, but it will be in there. So I asked people to write in to contest at laughspin.com their worst drinking stories. Like the, the night that they drank and did horrible things, the, the, the most horrible drinking night they had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a lot of uh, good responses. Some I definitely will not pick as winners because I don't want to. Um, I, I don't want to reward like terrible behavior. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to be enabler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. I mean, I might read them now, uh, but I wanted to. I wanted to read uh, a few, if, if if that's okay with you, Michael. I can't wait. I, I'm sitting here with bated breath. All right. This is uh, this is one of my favorite. This is from, and obviously, I'm going to keep these somewhat confidential. So this is from Greg, and he lives in uh, South Dakota. I went out one night with friends, and we blacked out. The next afternoon. We woke up in a friend's band van in Canada, (laughs) and he ends it it simply with, we live in South Dakota. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Great one. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I, I, I love the, I love the story and I love that he kept it brief. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot more details. I'm sure there's, you know, the details about like how they got home and you know. But I love the fact that he just that's all he gave me. Yeah, and it, it, it was just beautiful. It's a really good uh, kind of fill in the blank because you get to kind of fill make your own story. Yeah, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Here's one from uh, Sandra. 
Who's in Sandy. Arkansas? Sorry. Sandy. Sandy in Arkansas. Uh, I got so drunk at a club one time drinking tequila shots that I gave my keys to a complete stranger and asked them to drive me home. Luckily, they didn't do anything to me or harm me. What a crazy thing to do. No shit. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's dangerous. That's scary. I don't know. Um, and you know what? The way that she sets it up, too, the, what, like, the way that she kind of makes it all, like, wow, that could have been terrible. It could have been the nicest looking guy ever. And, yeah. she, and she was just like, would you mind? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that'd be great. No problem. Like, that's probably exactly how it went. But the way that sure. she describes it, like, I just picture, like, some guy in, a, like, a hoodie and just, like, you know, <laughs> beard stubble. And, like, spitting that's, into a jar. And everybody's like, don't give you your just, keys to that guy. You just described me when I go out, except for... <laughs> The part spitting into a jar. <laughs> All right. So this is from uh, Catherine, who lives in uh, British Columbia. Okay. I, th- I found this very funny as well. BC. The- <laughs> Shout out to our Canadian listeners. BC. Yo. What up, Canuck? The worst thing I've ever done while under the influence was wake up in the doghouse. What? To this, in, in the doghouse. But literal oh, doghouse. Okay. No, not, she's not being metaphorical here. <laughs> to, this, to this day, I'm still not really sure whether I climbed in there myself or hubby was the depositor. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been better if she woke up on top of the doghouse like Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's the and red, by, red and, baron. And, and, and by the way, most of the people who wrote in were female. That's crazy too, man. That Isn't it? explains your Pinterest numbers, I guess. <laughs> At least somewhat. There's another one here that uh, is, it's really long, so I'm not going to read it. It's from Daniel. You know what? I could read, I'm going to read the beginning. Okay. And then, and cut out the middle part where he does... He basically drives drunk and it's terrible. Okay. Here's Daniel from uh, Massachusetts. I was at a friend's party back in April 2001. I was 25 years old. It was an all-day affair with kegs and lots of hard liquor. Too many shots of tequila plus drinking beer all day plus who knows what kind of crappy food equals throwing up and shitting my pants at the same time. (laughs) This This party was in Boston and I lived in Providence. Luckily, I had a change of clothes handy because I was planning on spending the night. I changed clothes, but my friends would not stop chastising me for what I had done. So I grabbed my backpack and shitty clothes and took off. All right. Now, this is the part where we're skipping over the fact that he drove drunk, didn't have a seatbelt on, and and flipped his car over. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's see. Tell me, tell me he shit his second pair of pants when he flipped his car. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right, sorry. No, I don't I don't think he should have No, he didn't mention that. Uh so so cut to the end here. My friend who hosted the party mm-hmm. called me at my house and asked why I left. I told him why and said, "Yep, not a good idea." He couldn't believe what had happened. I was very lucky to be alive. The friend who called me that day had been chastising me the previous night. He apologized, but he also gave me a nickname that still exists to this day. Poops. Poops. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> I'm giving my first son his nickname of Poops. <laughs> Poops. Holy shit. That's fucking great. So um, there you have it. We'll uh, we'll post the winner on laughspin.com, but uh, 
I feel like we should do this every week just for the Holy just for the shit. hell of it. That's <laughs> fucking great. Oh, <laughs> that would kill me. It, there, were, <laughs> just the idea of two bodily functions exiting your body at the same time <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm such a child. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Do you have anything personally that even comes close to any of those? Oh, God, no. I mean, I was, I barely drank until um, college. And even in college, I didn't drink a whole hell of a lot. I mean, I could probably count the number of times on two hands in four years that I got, like, wasted. Really? Yeah, I mean, there was one time when I was... We were, I was, was living in the dorms and there was girls on the third floor and we lived on the first floor and we were hanging out with the girls on the third floor and I was wasted and I knew I had a vomit. So I <laughs> no. start, so I started running downstairs to vomit in my own, you know, in my own bathroom. And as I was going down the stairs, I was just like spraying vomit like, oh. <laughs> like down, <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> It's that scene in Ghostbusters 2 where they put the slime on the inside of the Statue <laughs> yeah. of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Holy so, shit. So, I mean, that that was probably one. I mean, you know, that's child's play compared to these people. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I can't even. Mine are all pretty run of the mill. I mean, I, can't, I don't know. I'm under pressure. I can't think of one. But uh, Poops is, uh, <laughs> reminds me of this story that uh, I heard from a friend of mine. It's probably one of the hardest I've ever laughed. It was a guy's a friend of his 21st birthday, and they took him out to this bar. He got really, really drunk, and then finally he's like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I, th- I don't know. I think I might throw up. So he rushes into the bathroom. This guy's gonna throw up. There's only one stall available. He boots open the stall, starts oh God. Th- starts throwing up, just and kind of blacks out while he's throwing up. And when he comes to, he realizes that someone's sitting on the toilet taking a shit. Oh my God. <laughs> what did that person do so he was just they were all just kind of there was this moment of silence like you know like what what happens next and had no idea what to do so he panicked so he punched the dude in the nose (laughs) (laughs) and ran out of the bathroom and went to his friends and said we gotta go we gotta get out here right now like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) what the so I was cracking up when I first heard this because all I could think of was the story from the other guy's point of view, right? Where right. he's like, "Hey, I'll be right back. Uh, next round's on me." And then goes to the bathroom, comes back dripping in vomit, after <laughs> shitting, and blood all coming out of his nose. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck happened? I don't know. Dude, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. There. So that was probably one of the funniest drunk stories I've ever heard, but uh, not my own. I'm not. I'm not throwing it out there. Well, wow. I can't wait to see who the hell the fucking winner is, because <laughs> oh, those were great. Whew, I needed that. All right. So, um, lastbin.com for the winner, and they'll win the 21 and over prize pack. And the other thing is, you're getting out of here soon, right? You're going to what? Grand Rapids. I am. Beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I've been going uh, the last two years prior, and this will be my third time going to Gilda's Laugh Fest there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I'll be going when? Thursday through Thursday and returning Sunday. So I'll be there uh, covering the festival, checking out some shows. 
hopefully getting some interviews, some pretty cool names there. Brian Regan, Lewis Black, a lot of people. I mean, it's a 10-day festival, so I've already missed a bunch of great people. Uh, I know Bill Burr was there. Garfunkel and Oates was there. Hmm. Joel McHale. There was a a lot of good people, but there's still a, a lot of good people coming up. So I will be there, hopefully getting some cool interviews that we can uh, use for upcoming podcast episodes. Oh, that'd be great. And uh, we also have uh, our reporter, Carrie Anderson, there in Austin, who's been covering South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's been filing recaps. There's a bunch of recaps already up on Laughsman.com. So uh, you should check that out as well. Nice. Nice. Finally, before we get to some of the things going on, you saw Jay Timber on uh, SNL? I did. Did you see it at all? I saw the intro. I saw the five the five timers club. Uh, yeah, skit. yeah. And I, I saw it on. Actually, I, I watched it on lastspin.com, As a matter of fact. Oh, good boy! It was a kind of a harken back to the uh, skit that Hanks did when he hosted for the fifth time. So it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, but you you liked the rest of the episode? I honestly I haven't heard anybody talking about any other real skits. I know like Andy Sandberg came back. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what else. What I didn't hear really anything else. I mean, there. I just I wanted to mention it really quickly because last week I shit all over Saturday Night Live, so I don't <laughs> want anybody to think I'm like anti SNL. This episode was near perfect. Really? Yeah, it really was. And Justin Timberlake, he destroys any other host I've ever seen host Saturday Night Live. Really? Every yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean. I hate to say it because there's so many great comedians and comedic actors that host. They're not as good as him. They, they're they're just not. Damn, he, dude. It's a bold statement. That's crazy. He's he's not. I mean, I, I watched it. I examined it. He, he was great. <laughs> he never flubs a line. Uh-huh. His sketches are challenging. They're not like bullshit. We have a famous person, so uh, right, we'll, just, right, right. we'll just throw him on screen and everybody will be happy. He has to actually I mean, do like character work and shit. Yeah, he really does. He did a sketch where... I mean, obviously, there, there are cue cards, but where uh, he played a tofu costume, mm-hmm. and he had to play this character that sang a bunch of like little songs. So I get that the lyrics are probably on cue cards, but you cannot sing lyrics off of cue cards and make it sound good the way he did <laughs> without committing some of that, or most of it, or all of it, to memory. Yeah, right. So, I mean, in addition to performing his two songs, I was super impressed. I didn't want to be super impressed because... I respect Kevin Hart, you know, for example, as as a comedian. And I think Kevin Hart did did fine, but I mean I mean Timberlake is just he's he's just so fucking talented. Wow. Yeah, I no, I, I actually I really dig him too, but I didn't get to see it. Now shit, now you make me want to watch the damn show. Yeah, I mean definitely check it out. Wow. Um and then and then finally too, here's a little audio for you. <laughs> this I also watched on Last for the first time. This was this made me laugh. This is the preview the trailer for louis ck's hbo special that's coming out soon so uh here take a listen hi okay so this is the uh promo for my new hbo special so you know you're gonna hear like dramatic music you'll see my name come up for just a second at first you'll hear the hbo guy going coming soon on hbo and you'll hear the sound like a jet engine like and then you'll see me like in a suit I would never wear and then I have like a solid gold microphone yeah. why and the camera's spinning around me and I spin the microphone and the guy says a stand up comedy event like no one has ever seen and my name comes up in big letters like 
and then I'm walking in slow motion towards the stage and light bulbs are going boom, 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 boom. And then you hear the guy say something like, the greatest comedy of the generation of blah, blah ever to do a thing on a thing. The greatest comedy of the generation of blah, blah <laughs> ever to do a thing on a thing. And then the guy says my name for the first time. He says, Louis C.K. And then I come out and there's a just crazy, enormous crowd. Louis C.K. C.K. HBO. HBO. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But really, it's just going to be me standing here telling jokes to whoever shows up. It's not a big deal. Louis C.K. Oh, my God. Great. So my question is this, because uh, it's, yeah. it's very it's very meta, if I may say so myself. Sure. Um, oh, absolutely. So let me ask this: What came first, the them just sitting down, Louis, and like saying, "Okay, describe what you think your trailer's going to look like," and then whatever he said, that's what they made the trailer, or do you think they actually made the trailer and told him to read the lines like this? he thought it would be a good idea to make the trailer about this. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think he, I think this was his idea from the get go. I, I, I bet you he, when they said, Oh, we need to do a trailer, um, you know, to put on the internet on HBO.com and, and on the, the network itself, I guarantee he was just like, Hey, why don't we do like something that makes fun of like those stupid blown up trailers you guys really? do. Okay. Yeah. You think it was that way? I see. I yeah, yeah. I tend to think it was the other way. Uh, it was the fact that they just sat him down. Somebody had the idea of we should just do it where we just ask him and just see what he comes up with, and then whatever he comes up with, that's what we'll shoot. And yeah, interesting. And then he. Be, and the only reason I think that is because of the title. Like the way the title came about was him just just kind of off the cuff saying, "Louis C.K. HBO." Oh my God. You know what I mean? That was just like the the thing to say right there. It was like a perfect just nonsense thing to say right there. Right. And right. they were just like and then after he watched the cut, they Louis was just like I'm I'm just going to call it oh my god because that's perfect. Yeah, you think? <laughs> the way it is. That's I yeah, I think that's that's You think that's, that's how he guess. titled the special? Yeah, I do. <laughs> For some reason I just I do. <laughs> I don't know why. I was watching that cuz it it really like I was like, wow, this is really, really creative. But then I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, did he mean for it to be create this creative? Like you know, <laughs> I'm like, who's tricking who here, Louis? This <laughs> is very meta. I have no idea what yeah. it is. Oh, it's April April thirteenth, <laughs> April thirteenth, HBO. See that? I wrote it down for you, buddy. Perfect. Thanks. Um, okay, on to the news. On to the news. Comedy news. New Zealand, not Old Zealand, but New New Zealand is upset about Anthony Jeselnik's bit about a guy who was killed by a shark. This is, of course, <laughs> on the Jeselnik Offensive, which is on Comedy Central, which I haven't really watched the full episode yet, I have to be honest with you. I've, yeah. I've watched bits and pieces, and I like, I, I don't know your take on it yet. I like it. I love it. This, I think it, this video, I think however, yeah. put me over the edge. It's going on my fucking DVR. <laughs> right after we turn this off this is the most i've ne- i never thought i would say this about anthony jeselnik first of all watch this video go to last bin right now find it get the get the video i never thought i'd say this about anthony jeselnik this is the most ridiculous thing i have 
ever seen. And it makes me laugh really hard. The the length that he went <laughs> for this for this joke, basically. It's basically yeah. one joke that's wrapped up in a horrible package. <laughs> and it's fucking phenomenal. So I don't know how well it's going to translate to audio, but here it is. Now, kids, we joke around a lot on this show, but this next piece is close to my heart. Last week, a man in New Zealand was attacked by a 14-foot great white shark. Was he killed? You bet your sweet ass he was killed. (laughs) And he had a family and everything. And at the Jesselnik Offensive, a great white attack is a black tie affair. So chain up the doors and light the ceiling on fire. It's time for Shark Party. I'm so excited I can barely control myself. Do you know that sharks have been around for over 400 million years? They're perfect killing machines. They mostly eat seals. Sharks don't even like the taste of people, but that's why tonight is so special. Bring it down again. I'm just, I'm just too fired up. Kids, I don't think we appreciate sharks enough. These majestic creatures keep our oceans clean, and we kill them for their fins. We should be giving sharks the keys to our cities and all the money we give our teachers. So when a shark kills a man, you gotta give thanks. Let's not forget the man who made this all possible. Smile, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And that brings this year's total to people killed by sharks, one. Sharks killed by people, 17 million. Dead eyes, full bellies can't lose. We'll be right back with Doug Benson and Brian Fosay. It's fucking incredible. So we should, I should mention, I should mention that during those musical interludes, Uh there are uh, a bunch of women dancing in shark costumes around Anthony Jasselnik. He gets a lap dance from one of them. Right. Yes. And at one point he gets a lap dance from uh, the biggest of of the sharks. So, uh, (laughs) excuse me. So people, so people in New Zealand are are not very very happy about this. The uh, the chairman. I'm reading this from uh, the New Zealand Herald. Uh, the chairman of the community's surf lifeguard service, Tim Jago, said locals he had spoken to about the video were quote disgusted. Quote, the fact that it's in incredibly poor taste isn't in question. I couldn't find where the humor was in it for for a start. So it was pretty lame in that respect. I guess what's also disappointing and what shows how far off the mark these people are is the comments around shark finning and killing sharks. 
which is an issue that is really distressing to Adam's family because he was a cons- conservationist and totally respectful of sharks. <laughs> we'll see how this plays out. You know, I, when I first saw the headline, I, I for some reason, for I well, I know the reason. I thought they were talking about comedian Ian Edwards, who, surprisingly enough, I saw years ago in Los Angeles at the Laugh Factory tell a joke about the girl in Hawaii who was attacked by a shark and got her arm ripped off. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember her? Mm-hmm. He told the story. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like... And it and it turns out Uh-oh. her fucking relative oh. <laughs> oh, no. were, were in the crowd. They were oh, in the crowd no. and started yelling at him and they, they left the show. Oh. This was a joke he had been doing. This is this is a joke that was like one of the highlights of his sets. Oh no! Uh, and it turns out that on that night, her like cousins or somebody was there. Oh my god! If I was there, you know how hard I would laugh in their face. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most awkward. Oh, I would have killed to be in that room. Holy shit! That's fucking terrible. Wow. Well, I I love it. I love this whole fucking thing. The fact that it was so far and beyond what could have just easily been just a throwaway joke. <laughs> he took it out and stretched it out for three minutes. <laughs> I have... I, <laughs> I think that's the, pro- the part that the New Zealanders, the Kiwis, if you will, I think that's the part that, that probably makes them uh, upset. If it was just a one-off line, yeah, they probably wouldn't have paid no mind to it. But it was, <laughs> it was nearly a third of his show. <laughs> yeah, and you want to know something? Yeah. As as we're talking, hmm. I'm looking at Twitter, and Anthony Jeselnik just tweeted, "You can't see it, but the studio audience is almost entirely shark attack victims." <laughs> oh, I'm seeing that too. That's awesome. And, and Comedy Central just tweeted, people killed by sharks, one. Sharks killed by people, 17 million. It's amazing. Uh, so that's great. So uh, check out that video if you haven't. And again, Jessenick, offensive, going on my DVR as soon as we're done here. Whew. <clears throat> okay. We finally get a premiere date for Mark Marin's podcast. The podcast. Yes. The show about his podcast on IFC is coming May 3rd. And, uh, and we have guest stars announced, too. We do. We do. Yeah. So May 3rd, 10 p.m. Eastern on IFC. Ten episodes will start rolling out for season of Marin. It's called Marin. And uh, there's a huge amount of uh, guest stars. Mark Duplass, Dave Foley, Jeff Garland, Bobcat Goldthwait, Ken Jeong, Andy Kindler, Dennis Leary, Aubrey Plaza, and Adam Scott. And there's actually more that I, wow. I, didn't, li- I didn't list. Ileana Douglas is one of them. Gina Gershon. Damn. Yeah. Pulling out all the stops. All right, cool. So uh, May 3rd on IFC. Are most of these guys starring as themselves, or are they just kind of going to be random people? That's a good question. I think most of them are either starring as themselves or a version of themselves. I know Ken Jeong starred as himself in the pilot presentation okay. episode. So I have a feeling he's he's going to be uh, doing that all right. again. And, and of course, Laughspin also has the, the teaser for the, the show, which you can check out 
on uh, lastman.com may 3rd ifc coming out okay uh holy 2002 what the fuck is happening here drew barrymore <laughs> and adam sandler star in a romantic comedy well they're going to be starring in a romantic comedy coming up again again this is the third time this is like the homeless version of tom hanks and meg ryan what the fuck's happening <laughs> It was a, uh, this is according to the Hollywood Reporter, it was a, uh, initially called Blended. It was uh, set up as a pitch in 2007. It centers on a man and a woman who, after a disastrous first date, get trapped at a family resort with their kids from previous marriages in tow. An attraction begins to grow despite comedic mishaps. Okay. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we probably don't have to say anything more. No, that's it. It's good enough. <laughs> no. Man, and coming to that peppy number into this dog dying. Jesus. <laughs> Do you think people know that, that reference you're making? I'm making a Casey Kasem reference. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> uh, here we go. God, dude, I hate this. You have the, you you throw one of these in here all the time and it just throws me off because I don't know I mean, how to, I, I don't if, know how to if, grieve if, properly. Okay. If, do you want me to do it? Yes, please. So Valerie Harper has I brain get nervous cancer. whenever you bring up cancer and death. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, no. The more you talk about it, the more it's not going to happen to you. Okay. All right. That's the way I look at it. All right. All these comedians. Uh, it's bullshit. So Valerie Harper has brain cancer, and she's probably going to be dead in, in three to six months. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she came out to... Uh, there's a cover story in uh, People... And she was diagnosed in January. It's a type of brain cancer that I can't even begin to pronounce. But it's a a rare condition that occurs when cancer cells spread into the fluid-filled membrane surrounding the brain. Oh, Jesus. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's 73. Obviously, everybody knows her mostly from playing Rhoda Morgenstern on the Mary Tyler Moore show from 1970 until 1974. That's when Harper scored uh, the lead in her own spinoff show called Rhoda, which ran 110 episodes between uh, 1974 and 1978. Then she like she was in a sitcom called Valerie. She's been she was a, a guest star on The Simpsons this season. Mm-hmm. So she's, um, you know, she's she she's been fairly fairly active, and what can we say? It's 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 horribly sad. Uh, she, along with Mary Tyler Moore, were one of a few female actresses that really kind of helped women score leading roles in sitcoms Str- and strong strong women roles. I mean, obviously Lucille Ball was there, and she was, you know, she wasn't a shrinking violet, but. You know, she wasn't the strong lead that Lucille Ball started it and people like Mary Tyler Moore and Valerie Harper really took it to another level where it was these kind of like strong female characters that had their own jobs and they were powerful and they were smart and they were attractive. Mm. They weren't just girls that were dying for man's approval. So she is a a very important figure in, uh, in the world of comedy. Definitely, man. And I'm too young for the the Mary Tyler Moore and even the even the Rhoda generation, you know, that grew up watching her or whatever. I'm I'm too young for that. But I do remember her on Valerie. That was she was she on for a season or two and then it, Sandy Duncan took over and became the Hogan family. Oh right. Right. Yeah, and that was with Jason Bateman was in that. That's right, that's right. But oh jeez. That's fucking crazy. That sucks. You can find out more. I mean, I know she's she's going on kind of a TV tour, 
and like not even slowing down. Like she doesn't even care, you know. She just wants to. I guess just explain her story a little bit more, and uh, I don't know. It's crazy. It's freaking nuts. All the best. All right, I gotta move on. I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> All right. Well, this this next thing, nobody's dead in it. Oh, oh, good. Oh, good. Is this? It's a YouTube channel. It's a YouTube comedy yep. channel, and it's called yep. Jash. It sure is. What the hell does that mean? So it's uh, nobody knows what it means. That's kind of their one of their little marketing things. That it's just a word, and I don't think people are ever gonna say what it is okay so so yeah at south by southwest it was announced that there would be a new youtube comedy channel called jash michael sarah reggie watts sarah silverman and tim and eric it's their channel that they're going to post original content to i'm assuming this is all part of this hundred million dollar deal that google and youtube made basically where google money into YouTube so that they can get premium content. And there's uh-huh. been many, many channels launched. Right. Um, there's been, and there's been a handful of, of comedy channels launched, and this is one of them. The one gripe I have about this mm. is they did this whole big reveal, and I spent maybe 15 minutes on Jash today, and there's no fucking content. Really? So, so all the content is just... If you go to Jash... Each comedian has their own sub channel. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Sarah Silverman's channel as we speak, it's just like a minute long promo video for Jash. Same thing with Michael Sarah, same thing with Reggie Watts, same thing with Tim and Eric, except in typical Tim and Eric fashion, their video is them sitting in front of a green screen for 10 minutes. It's literally 10 minutes without them moving, but it's just a promo video. <laughs> so there's no, so they, so they launched the channel and there's no real, there's no content. Mm. I mean, this is a really odd way to, to launch something like this. That would be like launching a website and putting up three articles mm. and like no other content. Well, yeah. You, I mean, it's just weird. You don't usually, usually what you do is you produce the content and you have a bunch of things ready to go. And then when you launch, you attract people by giving them a bunch of stuff and then promising them more stuff. Right. But this, like, I have no, I don't know. There's like, you go there, there's promo videos and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, who gives a shit? Maybe, maybe with this whole thing with Google is, you know, they tried to, they just wanted to rush it out. Maybe it was a... They want, I, maybe I get they're going to rush it out for South by Southwest, maybe. I get the sense that you're right, that they wanted to make the announcement at South by Southwest. I think that appearance was maybe scheduled, mm. and they were a bit behind on uh, production. Right. And I, 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 have to, I think that's, that has to be right. Otherwise, I don't know why. It seems like such a half-assed way to launch something that's supposed to be so huge. Yeah. Yeah, well... The premise by itself sounds cool. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I don't know if since each comedian kind of has their own thing going at first, is it going to be them by themselves? Are we going to maybe maybe we'll see some crossover stuff? Who knows? You know? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Like, it could literally like Michael Sarah's channel could literally be him just talking into a camera. Right. People will watch it because it's Michael Sarah. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I have no idea. Okay. Well, time will tell, as they say. All right, and uh, finally, this is, wow, okay, here you go. Here you go, sir. Two people 
that I know that you like and that I like. Melissa McCarthy and Bill motherfucking Murray set to co-star in a movie. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's true. As of this recording, it has not been confirmed, but Deadline.com broke this exclusive story and they are rarely wrong. So they write, Melissa McCarthy will soon be offered the female lead in St. Vincent de Van Nuys, the film that Ted Melfi will direct from his script for the Weinstein Company with Bill Murray in the starring role. This is a role that all the, t- all the top comic actresses chased, and it should give McCarthy a chance to show some of her colors as an actress after playing vulgar characters in Identity that Thief. Murray plays the title character, a cantankerous train wreck of a neighbor who takes under his corrupt wing the 12-year-old son of a struggling single mother who has moved in next door. McCarthy is the choice to play the single mother, and she campaigned hard for this, says Deadline.com. Wow. So this isn't really like a... This isn't a buddy cop film, apparently. This is no, uh, and heavy I, duty. It sounds, it sounds like it. I hope so. I, I really do, because it would be great to see Melissa McCarthy, you know, like uh, Deadline says, to do something a little bit more than just play the kind of clown character. Mm. Now, the, the only thing, though, is let, let's see how this plays out. You know, a lot of people see Melissa McCarthy as bridesmaids like that's it right now you know pretty much right. and then you know the other stuff kind of comes in and out but somebody like pat oswalt kind of did it the right way whatever that may have been i don't know you know maybe it's the fact that he's got his comedic audience is more alt comics and that that kind of crowd and they're kind of more tolerant i guess it you know for lack of a better term of their comedians branching out into serious stuff, you know, open-minded to give them a chance. But people that are really big fans of McCarthy, like, how is that going to play? Is that going to be a, you know, a Jim Carrey thing? Or is it going to be, like I said, like a Patton Oswalt thing? I, I would like it. I would like to believe it's going to be uh, the latter. Yeah. I, you would hope so. You'd hope so. Just, if anything, because the rest of it sounds fucking awesome with Melfi and Bill Murray and shit. I mean, it's, you know, it's a blacklisted script, which is, which usually means that it's going to be good <laughs> because these things get blacklisted for stupid reasons. A lot of the artistic stuff anyway, you know, the stuff that Hollywood doesn't want to do. And then finally somebody has the balls to do it. In this right. case, the Weinstein company, which has an amazing track record for that kind of shit. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. We'll we'll see, man. Very, very cool, though. Not confirmed yet, but uh, Melissa McCarthy set to star in the new Bill Murray movie. All right, that's uh, that's about it, man. We can uh, we can wrap this one up. This has been a this has been a roller coaster. Damn, it really has. We went from drunk people, yeah, to comedy news to dying people. That right, and now and now we're on like you know dramatic movie roles. This is the perfect March podcast. It came in like a lion and out like a lamb. Wow! See how I see how I did that. That's that is that's that is really poetic. That's some fucking radio experience coming at you live on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We will see you next week for the Laughing Podcast. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>